0: brooke versus American post fight thoughts dun 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 hey guys fight junkie here as usual before we jump into this next episode i want to remind you guys you can hit me up on twitter at fightjunkie.com. follow me on parlor at fight junkie listen to me on anchor spotify google apple amazon basically anywhere you can find a podcast I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Oh wait, hold up. Scratch that. YouTube deleted my channel. Um, let me think. Okay. I got it. You can also subscribe to the Rumble channel. Rumble.com slash fight junkie. Want live stream? Twitch dot tv slash real fight junkie won't go 12 full rounds well there's not really much to say about this fight actually pre-fight podcast we had mentioned probably at least seven years too late weren't sure what either guy could bring to the table at this stage of the game and it was clear from the first round on Khan just didn't have it. It was only going to be a matter of time before he got stopped. I mean, a lot of people were praising Brook for how well he looked. And I think he did look well. But you got to factor in the level of opposition that he was in against. Khan was really bad tonight. From the first round on, he just... Obviously, his chin has been a question mark for his entire career. But, I mean, he was hurt. He was wobbled. And... We mentioned this in the pre-fight podcast. When he gets hurt and when he gets wobbled, he just really has a very, very difficult time recovering. He never recovered. First round set the tone. He pretty much took a beating for the entire fight. I didn't give him a single round. He was, I I don't want to call it survival mode because he was trying. But you could see there was a lot of clinching, a lot of holding because... He realized deep down that he couldn't stay in a trade with Kel, so he had to pick his spots. He tried to use his hand speed and combinations, and there was time on the outside where he was doing okay. But the moment that Brooke put his foot on the gas, Khan had no answers for it, and he was just in survival mode. Because he couldn't take a lot of shots from Kel without going down. Granted, he didn't go down. That's kind of surprising. He got stopped on his feet, but it's another knockout loss. And even after the fight, uh, Khan said, you know, this is probably, I think that's a good decision. I know a lot of people were impressed with Brooke, but you got to factor in the level of opposition that he was facing. Obviously, Khan is severely faded, and probably should retire. And so the win that Brooke had over him I mean how good was it of course if they had fought seven years ago and he was able to do this it'd be much much better Uh, Brooke was favored to win the fight he was favored to win inside so it played out exactly how the books thought Uh, pre-fight podcast we liked the under because again this was kind of a Russian roulette crapshoot here you really weren't sure what each fighter was going to be able to do and how consistently they were going to be able to do it we did mention that you know With those two aging fighters sometimes you can get the silent agreement where it could turn into a bit of a sparring session and it actually kind of did where you could see that it was a matter of time but with Khan being the cagey vet and stuff he was doing a lot of holding a lot of moving and Brooke wasn't firing off just massive amounts of co- combinations over and over again. He was kind of picking his spots looking for a highlight reel punch that would give him a highlight reel knockout. Eventually he got the stoppage but pretty much he just kept hurting Khan consistently from round one to round six. He just kept touching him. Khan would get hurt, he would get wobbled, he'd go into survival mode where he would box or he would hold or he would try to fend Brook off as best he could but the writing was on the wall and ultimately I think it was a good stoppage even though Khan didn't go down he had nothing tonight he was completely and utterly outclassed from the first bell the first second the first round all the way through the the last round the sixth round with the stoppage nothing changed it wasn't going to get better and he had no path to victory to be honest with you because he was putting nothing on his punches whatsoever so he wasn't going to be able to stop Brook And we had mentioned in the pre-fight podcast, between the two of them, Brook was the more sturdy fighter. He had the better chin, even though he has been stopped in all of his losses. Where Khan, when he goes, he goes. And so that was kind of surprising that he didn't actually hit the canvas. He was close a couple of times, but he didn't actually go down. Ended up getting stopped on his feet. But you could see that there was no path for victory for Khan. Straight from the beginning of the first round, he was trying to box, but... As soon as it was clear that Brook was able to reach him and hurt him, what was he gonna do? If he couldn't outbox Brook, then he had no shot because he was putting nothing on his punching power, and he was just pretty much pretty pat trying to keep Brook off with his foot footwork and hand speed, and it didn't work obviously. So if you would have uh, if you would have been able to uh, devise a victory for Khan, it was probably gonna be on points, and he had already lost the first five six rounds before the stoppage so he had le- he had lost the first five rounds i mean i didn't see any way that he was going to be able to win that fight on points even if he you know just got on his game and started peppering Brook, and brooke slowed down Because all it took was a shot or two from Brooke to change the entire round. So Brooke could have been losing two minutes of the round, touched him, wobbled him. And he probably would have won those rounds. So I think it was a good stoppage. I do think Khan should retire. Now the talk about Brooke uh, continuing to fight and maybe fighting Chris Eubank Jr. I mean a lot of people were really high on Brooke after this fight. And you know they think he can be a world beater again. I think that's kind of short-sighted, to be honest with you. I do think he looked great. I think he came in tremendous shape. I think he did what he needed to do, but it was against a severely faded and washed up shopworn Amir Khan I mean that's a big difference between a Chris Eubank Jr. fight uh, a massive difference so I mean people have short-term memory loss a lot of times you know it's like what have you done for me lately and so they see this uh, massive win over Amir Khan the grudge match he dominated him, totally utterly destroyed him, stopped him, and now they're like oh he can beat Chris Eubank Jr. I mean, if he was able to do that at this stage of the game, that would be something. But, you know, he also has the option of riding off to the uh, into the sunset. I mean, I guess if there's a lot of money available for him to fight Chris Eubank Jr., He's probably going to jump at that. But if the money isn't right, then maybe Brook just rides off into the sunset. And maybe that's the better thing for him at this stage of the game. I mean, I think he would be a pretty significant underdog against Chris Eubank Jr. And I think stylistically he would have trouble with Eubank if Eubank decided to box. Especially with his new Roy Jones Jr. style because you could see even against Khan he wasn't the most active fighter in the world and that's because he's aging. It's because he's getting older and the brain can see it but it's hard for the body to do it so he he wasn't pulling the trigger like he would have in his prime and I think that would probably be the difference against Uh, against Chris Eubanks Jr. is that he would probably have to try to press the fight but I'm not sure he could pull the trigger enough consistently to win rounds against Chris Eubanks Jr. Now, Jr. may not stop him. Again, that depends on the orbital bones with um, Brooke. Something that we had mentioned in the pre-fight podcast that would be uh, beneficial to Amir Khan but because Khan really had no offense certainly had no power on his offense that never came into play. But Eubanks Jr. would be peppering him with shots, moving around, trying to run, trying to run him into shots, and so that could always be a factor for the rest of his fights throughout his career. When you mess up your orbitals, that's not a good thing, and it's very difficult to come back from. So I think that fight is stylistically far more difficult than what uh, Brooke face tonight and i think that it's not a foregone conclusion that brooke is going to look the same and rise to the same occasion that he did against amir khan against uh chris eubanks jr totally different fighting style totally different uh stage of their game i mean to me that's a a much much more difficult fight for uh for brooke at this stage of the game now if he can make a boatload of money it's hard to tell him not to do it maybe that's his you know uh, swan song he fights one more time makes a lot of money against Chris uh, Eubanks Jr and, and then win, lose, or draw, he goes out there. But it seems to me like he was trying to build the fight up with Chris saying, I don't like Chris. And if they come right with the money. So it sounds to me like he wants that fight. I know Eubanks Jr. wants the fight. He was posted on social media. even posted a picture with Amir Khan after the fight. And said, uh, we agreed that I would get, uh, you know, basically I would get revenge for Amir Khan against Kell Brook. So it looks like all the promotion is already starting to ramp up. That they're already trying to set the table for some type of, you know, revenge match. Or, you know, let's see if you can do uh, what you did to Amir Khan against me type of fight. And I think that's why you heard Brook say, I don't like Chris. If they give me enough money, I'll fight him. Because you got to build that up. Because... Let's be real. At this stage of the game, right? Wh- why is Chris Eubanks Jr. going after a guy like Kel Brook? Right? You can see it from Kel Brook's standard if you're going to get a lot of money. But why is a, a up-and-comer Chris Eubanks Jr. you know calling out? A, a, I'm not going to say a faded, but an older Kel Brook, as simply for that name value, right? He wants to put Kel Brook's name on his resume. So it makes sense from both points of view if you really look at it. Chris Eubanks Jr. wants his name on his resume to say, look, I beat the great Kel Brook, and Kel Brook wants the dollars and cents. So I wouldn't be surprised if that fight happens. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.